Welcome back to the Compound Podcast. This is episode 19190 of the Compound Podcast. It's a new year for the Compound. We're working hard on a little title sponsor deal, a little new, new, little new friends of the pod. Can't talk about it yet, but it's coming. But we have our good friends, Bruce Bolt, going to be back with us. We got our good friends from Sloan. We got plenty of friends joining for 2024. There's not a ton going on right now, boys. Other than the Dodgers have fake money, monopoly. Yeah. Money. The we, Dodgers I, did a one year deal with Tasker Hernandez. Cam Maben, I think, called it about a month ago or two months ago. He gets one for 23 and a half, and he's deferring eight and a half of that. It's an interesting structure. He's coming off a little bit of a down year, finished strong, 31, corner outfield. Good track record of swinging it, but I, can I, think, I think it's a good addition for them. I think it's an interesting contract and contract structure. I don't have a present value calculation on that, but I mean, he's going to he's gonna hit some homers in Dodger Stadium. It's weird because he was playing Toronto, good hitters park, great place to swing it. Went to the Mariners, different place, hadn't been there before, a little bit bigger ballpark. Numbers are down a little bit, but he kind of got hot towards the end. So, you know, I think Dodger Stadium would be a good place for him. Is there going to be a year where the Dodgers owners, like, all the money just hits one year, and he's just like, yeah, I don't know what I'm going to do, boys. I tried to put this away, and now it came, and <laughs> I'm out. That's what I don't understand about him. Like, when all this deferred money hits, like, where's this money coming from? Does this guy just have billions? Uh, yeah. Honestly, <laughs> but I'm saying, like, he's going to be paying a billion dollars in, like, 2030. Well, there's, there's a really interesting calculation on what you can do. So, like, like with Shohei, for example – taking the money that's deferred, reinvesting it, what it looks like, like they can, they're basically only paying a couple hundred million because the other money they'll have made by investing the money that they're not paying him plus uh, insurance policy and plus another, you know, how much money he brings to the team. So there's just, there's a lot of ways that the deferred money is advantageous for the owners. And I don't think they see it as a problem. I mean, yeah, if, they saw it as a problem. I don't think they would do it. Yeah. Well, and I saw it like when all these moves are happening, I feel like some people are like getting pissed, like, oh, the Dodgers got another guy. But I'm like, isn't that what you want as a family? Like, if it was your team, wouldn't you be like, this is so sick? Yeah. Like, it's exactly you're like, you have these billions of dollars, like you're using them to try to help us win. So, you know, what's funny is like, didn't the owners get mad at like Steve Cohen last year or the year before? Yes. He was like, Hey, I'm going to spend a zillion dollars and there's nothing really you guys can do about it. And then now, like, imagine if he was doing this right now, I feel like, again, they would, because they did it last year and it, you know, kind of bit them a little bit just with injuries and guys not playing great. But now that it's the Dodgers, it's kind of just like, oh, Dodgers are doing it again. But I feel like if it was anybody else, they'd be like, this is fucking stupid. This is terrible. Like, I think the Dodgers ones are just so laughable. That's why people are like, this is crazy. Yeah, that's true. Like, yeah, I mean, yeah, Steve Cohen wasn't deferring. He was just saying, like, yeah, he's man, like, I'll, I'll pay you fifty million this year. I'll pay, I'll pay it tomorrow if you want. <laughs> yeah, that's the, what uh, I think. That's the big difference. Is he just like Steve Cohen's? Like, I'll, I'll give you the cash on the spot for your whole contract right now. And the Dodgers are kind of just like, ah, we'll give it to you when we get to it. You know, we'll cross that bridge when we get there. Yeah, we'll worry about this after a couple World Series. Hopefully, I do. I mean, I do think it's a great move for them Tasker's gonna hit what five six seven in that lineup like that's pretty nuts like, and yeah, it's a righty like seven at the highest 
Yeah, it's a righty that people were complaining that they had too many lefties. So there you go. Yeah. Um, but, but I will say, I think it's going to be very easy for every other baseball fan. Like if they don't win the World Series now, like it, it's going to be they're going to be the butt of the joke forever. Yeah. Especially in a game where it's impossible. Like baseball, you can't predict baseball. Like in basketball, you could probably buy a team to win you an NBA championship. Like yeah. if you got like eight of the best eight players I mean, in the NBA, Warriors like you're winning. It. Yeah, like the Warriors did it with KD, you know. I guess like, the Clippers are kind of trying to do it. We'll Clippers see. are trying it. But in baseball, like yeah, the Diamondbacks just went to the World Series. They, no they offense to Diamondbacks the fans, they were year. not the best team in the NBA. No. Like they weren't, but it's baseball. I do think, you know, obviously they're going to be at the top of that division. And they're going to be in the playoffs. Like oh, they've yeah. built themselves enough insurance by insurance policy. They'll be in the playoffs, but there's not that much else happening. Cubbies are in on that picture. It'll yeah, it'll, I feel like it'll start. It has to be. I mean, you say this every episode, but like, again, once Snell or whoever goes, like, I feel like that's going to be the, all right. Off season is resuming. Here we go. Well, and when the new also year getting turns, to that point where it's almost the middle of December or January, exactly. Yeah, that's what I was gonna say. Like once the new year hits, I feel like guys kind of start to feel a little more like, all right, like I kind of want to know where I'm going. Like I want the best deal, but I'd like to like I'm leaving here in a month. Like I'd like to know where I'm going in a month. Is Cubs mm-hmm. this weekend? Ian? Cubs guns this weekend. I'm trying to think back to like the Harper Machado. Like those guys signed so late. You know, it seems late, but like those guys signed really late. When, when was Harper's something. first year there? Was it 21? No, 20. 18 huh? or 19? 19? Yeah, 19. I don't think it was 21. It was 19. Oh, okay. I thought it was either a year before or a year after the pandemic. So it was 19, and he signed in February of 19. It's crazy. But yeah, it is CubsCon week. So next week's episode will be Compound Live. If we can get it all together. If not, we'll record one. I'm not really exactly sure how that's going to work, but I will cross that bridge when we get there. Yeah, but I will be doing compound like live. Yeah, compound live with the boys on Saturday. We got coming on. We got Nico and Dan's. We're going to come on together. Whoa! <laughs> and so we're going to have the full glove middle infield combo. We're going to have Steele and Alex Day together. Uh, and then I think we're going to have. Benny Zo, Benny Pro, 2016 World Series MVP, Ben Zobrist. And Zach, I'm I think somebody for else from the 16 team with him, but we're not exactly sure on, on that. I'm waiting for one specific name. By the way, can we talk about very quickly on CubsCon? They have it like a, like a festival. Like, so yeah, they have all the names. Your name was up there, like second row. Ben Zobrist, down in like row eight. What what do we do? We gotta clean that up. Like I can tell I don't, you that I'm talking to fan. I don't think Mike Talkman should be above Ben Zobris. That's all the, that's all the, that graphic was put out, and I can tell you that they're uh not all that well received from many people. Who is the first name? Craig Council. Craig Council and Jed Horner oh, were on smart. the top. You were two? I think I was on the next row, maybe. So, that's right. That's but, right. Yeah, it was interesting because all the prospects are on there, you know. All right, Ian was row three, technically. It's it's Council, ah. Hoyer, Ryan Sandberg, Pat Hughes. Oh, the Hall of Famers. I got you ahead of them. Then Fergie, Dansby, Ian, Nico. That's the third row. Yeah. It's a good and third. Then, That's a good row. And then, the, yeah. Then, row, there, then there were some more players and the prospects, and then, like, all the 2016 guys were, like, at the bottom. Ben's row 11. Seems low. <laughs> 
2016 World Series MVP Ben Zobrist last row. Yeah, and I mean, maybe not, maybe, you know, probably not easy to do that graphic. Maybe just don't do it if that's. I'm hearing, uh, I'm hearing rumblings that Cody Bellinger's coming on the show live to announce the signing. You're not hearing any rumblings. <laughs> Try to pump it up a little bit. I'm trying to, I don't know, put it out. When is, uh, when's a friend of the pod? Jan Gomes coming Thank on. Thank you. That's who I was talking about. Zach. That's a good I question. Mean, you about know, friend, friend of the pod, Jan Gomes. I friend of the pod, Jan Gomes was on last year at Compound Live. Uh, we didn't have the guy a has a career. Recently. He has a career year, and you're just kicking him to the curb. We're trying to get. We're trying to get a dance beyond. I mean, Jan reached. I don't know if you saw that on Twitter. Jan said. I did see that. Jan said he wanted to be guest guest host, and we took Scotty Efros. I think he was a little bit upset, but we will get. Of course, we will get Jan on. Maybe that's a spring training. It's a good spring training guest. Check in with him. See how he's feeling in spring. I think Zach would have preferred Jan Gomes. No offense, Scotty. We love Scotty, but no, Zach, I mean, I, Zach I, has I, a man I, crush I, on Jan. I would one hundred percent prefer Jan Gomes over Scott Efron. Is he your new Kike Hernandez? Like, are you just going to be Dude, following you know, every Cubs game? Just, just watching, watching the guy play, chopping it up with him. Like, he, you know, guy's been around. Even though, again, I will revisit. He was not the nicest of cats when I said hi to him at the plate a few years ago. Again, hey, he didn't have to be nice to number fifty nine. Again, I get it, but. John, how are you doing, man? Hmm. All right, brother. But, but then you yeah, met him at Ian's wedding, slugger. and you're like, this guy. I love this guy. Yeah, this I actually man. met him this year when we played when we played the Cubs. And, again, he was just he was just beauty, man. Good people. Good company. Um, Dakota, how was your, your vacation? Tell me a little about your vacation. So good. It was so fun. We were seven days in the Caribbean. Drank a lot. Too much. Ate a lot. By I by every night because you wake up. I don't know if anyone, probably some listeners, have been on cruise ships. I know you guys haven't. Tommy's been on a cruise. Tom has. So every morning, it's about nine nine a.m. You're getting breakfast, and well, might as well toss in a mimosa. Like, what am I? What are you? You're not driving anywhere. (laughs) What am I going to do? So then you're just you start drinking at nine, and you're not really done till midnight one a.m. So by the end of the day, you're feeling it about over 20 drinks in dinner is all you can eat. You'll say, Hey, which app should I get? And they're like, get them both. They're free. And I'm like, all right. So there was one night I had five appetizers and three entrees, uh, plus two desserts. Thought I was going to puke, uh, way too full, but, uh, it was a good time. A lot of fun. Got a lot of sun. Um, was going to do, I thought about, I was actually really close. Ian's going to kill me. I was actually really close to doing like an interview of like trying to find Cubs fans, but I got nervous. I was like, I don't want to interrupt people. They're on vacation. They don't want to talk to me about the Cubs doing nothing in spring training. <laughs> Zero moves. Like, what am I going to ask them? Hey, how's spring training go- or how's the off season going? Let me know when we do something is what they'd say. True or false. They would be so excited to be interviewed by Dakota Mackis. But I was nervous market. that I'd go up there and they'd be like, we don't know who you are or what your comp or what your podcast is. And I'd be like, ah, this sucks. It would have hurt. It would hurt my feelings. Zach? Um, last week when we had friend of the pod, Scott Efros on, mm-hmm. I gave you major props for saving a huge staple in our friendship. Oh, the Snapchat streak. That got I, crazy. Tell you what, man. I thought I thought we were done for. I thought so we were I'll, bottom of the Caribbean. I thought we were done. So I'll tell you what happened. So Saturday we left. Left out of Orlando. And I sent my, I have two snap streaks, yours and Marty Bikina's two, like almost seven year long snap streaks, like 2,600 days or something. 
they're our babies. Like, well, we can't lose those. And I, I sent him the three times I've gone on a cruise. I sent him my login info to have him do it for me. That seems like cheating. No, and, uh, Ian, I don't have internet. Stop. Stop. I don't have internet. So it just so what, you can't, you can't go away. Well, you can't get Wi Fi on the boat. There's no Wi Fi on the boat. It's not cheating. Like, no, I mean, you'd have to pay for it. No. I mean, I if it. you cared about it, if you cared about it, you'd pay the eight bucks a Ian, day. Listen to me. No, 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 no. It's a dollar a minute. And you can't like it. All it you have to do is so one. You log on for a minute. Get your I spent turn on. twice. I did it twice. I used it. I cost me fifty one dollars in Wi-Fi. And I promise you all I did was send Snapchats and then leave it. Because the thing is. It's not only if you're using it, you literally have to log out of your account to stop the Wi-Fi from happening. So like, it'll you. just run up charges. But so I sent it to him. A dollar a minute when seems you, egregious. When you log into somebody else's account, you get like a verification code. I was already at sea when he is like, I need the code. I need the code. This was Sunday. And I didn't see those texts. We got to our first port Monday and then I got those texts because we were in Mexico. So like I used my data plan there and I saw those texts. and I was like, shit, they're gone. Our Snapchats are gone. I had texts from Zach. Couldn't load pictures, but it said like it's over or something like that. Like something like sad. But then I sent one Monday and our streak was still there. So I don't know how it didn't go away. I, I don't I, know. I think Snap has been a little bit generous over the years. Again, I don't know anything about Snapchat anymore, but I I was reading something or somebody told me, like I guess you get like a free pass. Scott and I'm like, told us that last week. Oh, Scott did, and I was like, you know what? If you lose it, you lose it. I'm not I'm not asking to get it back. Like that's no. just, that no. that's crossing the line. That's what my brother in law and my younger sister's boyfriend said. They're like, oh, like you can like pay to have it restored. I go, if I got to pay for it, like that's. Come it's on. just it's not doing it you know it's, no. might as well just That's pay for the wi-fi game. and then you wouldn't have to worry about it exactly well i set a plan in place it just didn't work out because i didn't know you'd need a verification code but somehow the streak stayed i that, I, I'm not sure. I don't think our listeners are going to like that i don't think our listeners are going to like that you're having and you know what i think that's not a real streak i don't care if they like it or don't let me see i want our listeners to send in their longest streak and if they can be yeah. um zach has one longer Two longer than ours, or one longer? Uh, I don't. I have a zillion, dude. If they what can beat two thousand four hundred seventy-nine days, which is me and Zach, we started in Instructs in twenty sixteen. Then I got one. Started. I have one longer, and then I have one eighty-two like, days behind you. It's like Joe DiMaggio feeling like he wasn't wasn't feeling great at the plate, and he's like, "Hey, today I'm gonna give I'm gonna give my bat to you, and then you get a couple of hits." And no, 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 no. I mean, you know how many times what what they do with Cal Ripken during his his game. Street. They'd play him for what? One inning, one pitch, take him out. I can't confirm. Got a point. He's got a point. You know, the thing I mean, was, hey. it was only that Sunday that was close. And then there was two at sea days, Thursday, Friday. And I used the Wi Fi for those because I was nervous. I was like, I, it got too, it got too close the last time. Like, I can't risk it again. But it was a good time. The cruise was a good time. I would have been heartbroken to lose those streaks, honestly. I love seeing Zach's beautiful face in the morning. Yep. He's got some bad head going on. Yep. Uh, but yeah, the cruise was a lot of fun. Drank a lot, ate a lot, climbed these, uh, we were in Jamaica and we climbed this like waterfall and it was kind of nuts. Like it, you'd think like, oh, you're climbing like alongside the waterfall. Like, no, like 
the waterfall's rushing down and you're literally climbing the rocks. Like so you're, you're saying you're shoes. climbing water as it's shooting down. Yes. Like it's not like a huge steep one, but like it's a long, like gradually uh, heightening one. And it was kind of like, there's a couple steps where I'm like, I mean, if you slip, like you're dead, you're legit dying. Like you'd fall all the way down the rocks. Like it was kind of crazy. And there'd be like 60 year old people doing it. Oh, like, come on. And I was, I was like trying not to be rude by like asking if they needed help sometimes. Like I fucking got it, buddy. Like relax. I got it. But I was like, I don't want fun. you to fall because you're going to like die. That's no, it was sick. It was, uh, hey, it was a really can- good time. So when the Lions game happened two weeks ago, Ugh. huge, you know, huge uh, discrepancy, I guess you could say, in the last minute. We were tra- we were texting in our group, and you were nowhere to be found. And we were like, do we think Dakota has been has watched? Because you said that they were on at the bar, but there was, mm-hmm. again, you know, no Wi-Fi is what they say. Um, Seems like, yeah. Seems like their Wi-Fi for the TVs are working fine. We were at the casino, actually. I was busy losing, like, 100 bucks in blackjack. Fun times. Could have been on um, but... and it was on the TV and I was watching it and I was like, I'm going to be honest. I was pretty tipsy. So I was just kind of like, ah, that's bullshit. But nah, all right, I'm on a cruise. What am I going to do? I was pissed, but I was also like, I think if whatever. you were, if you were sober and you were home in that same spot. Yes. I would have been, been, I would have been way more pissed off if I was like sitting on my couch watching it, but I was like, ah, what are you going to do? Like uh, hit me. I'll take it. Bro, I, I was so invested in that. I stayed up like another hour after the game listening to like everybody talk about it on ESPN, everybody on Twitter, like showing the videos of it. I was like, this is the craziest thing I've ever seen in my life. The craziest part. Yeah, we'll get him again. I'm like, wow. Well, like I said, I was not in the right mindset for it at the time. But yeah, it was insane to see like, I don't know if I've seen that in any sport, like that legitimately like cost the Lions the game and the two seed. Like they'd be the two seed right now. They'd be the one seed, but the 49ers would have played their guys otherwise. But they'd be the two seed right now. Wouldn't have to play Matt Stafford coming back to Detroit. That and it changes everything. Like one call legitimately changed a lot. And it wasn't like a oh, like there's many plays that change. Like, no, this one quite literally determined who won the game. And that's fun. Football's fun, Tom. I knew Ian was gonna uh, cut us off here soon. You know, you know what I would like to talk about? As fun as that was, as I would like to talk about Zach, you've been swanging it, been swanging, been swanging yep. with our favorite company, Bruce Bolt. You got some Bruce Bolt batting gloves. You wear them to the cage. You swang your bat. You like the Bruce Bolt batting gloves. You know why? Because they're the best in the game. They're made with real Cabretta leather. And I have a couple of pairs that are on the website, the HAP series, BruceBolt.us. But you know what else they have? They have baseball pants. And it's about that time of year to get your pants. Get ready for the season. Premium baseball pants. They have three different lengths. They got the pants down to the ankle. They got the knickers, they call them. They fit just below the knee. Those the old short pants. Uh, and for the first time ever, they have baseball shorts to go above the knee if you want to look like our friend Hunter Pence. Craftsmanship is second to none. And these pants are designed the highest quality in the game. BruceBolt.us. Go check them out. Zach. How's the swing feeling this time of year? Uh, I feel good. Um, no, I, I feel really good. I feel pretty dialed in right now. Um, definitely ramping up a little bit more. Um, it's always a weird thing, like, for me, like, when I get closer to spring, obviously the 
panic button seems a little bit closer in reach. Keep that uh, thing just, away. Keep that. Keep no, that yeah, yeah. Listen, listen. It, it's listen. it's been trying, but I've I've stepped on it. I've pushed it away. Um, it's got one. It's you know, it's one of those things. It's got like nine lives, so like it'll keep coming back. But um, yeah, I mean, I feel no, I feel good. Um, body feels good. Swing feels good. Mind feels good. Um, what about you? What do you got? Where are you at? I know you said uh, you we mentioned that you've been doing a little bit more. And where are you at? My body feels good. Workouts have been really good this off season. It's actually been really nice to work out regularly a bunch. The uh, been doing some good stuff on the like speed side of things. Some really interesting stuff. I talked to a defensive backs coach to do like some really cool from your defensive- favorite team teams. Which teams are we? What- no, no, no. It was outside no. outside my no. favorite teams. Nice. Uh, but some pretty cool stuff with change of direction. You know, kind of how those guys move their hips and what they do, and relating that to the outfield, because it's something that I felt like last year I didn't do a great job of. So that's been uh, that's been really interesting to dive into. Be doing a lot of that, like getting into spring training. That's kind of the biggest thing from a strength standpoint. We do a lot of Pilates, like the Pilates. I'm into the Pilates. I got a sauna. Nice. I'm I'm man. I'm scared of Pilates. I think I would like to do it. But my body is wound so tight, and I'm scared. Like if I start to really stretch those muscles, that what I, I don't take. I don't understand. Yeah, I was like, that's a crazy take. Like I'm so tight. Like what happens if I'm loose? no? I mean, I, I've seen <laughs> be I've seen so many people who are crazy, like stretching those muscles, those elastic muscles, that they wear them out and then they tear down easier. Like it's for fair. me. For me, Pilates is more like building strength like core strength and then yeah. like some stability within some of the muscle groups that you can't get to as easy with kind of the main workouts that we do so it's more supplemental um but my trainer and i've been working on some programs that are more geared towards like what we do in rotation and baseball and not exactly mm-hmm. like the plotties you would do in the studio so right that's been no, really that's, cool right and the the infrared sauna is awesome do you have it is it with is it you have it in your apartment? Yeah, it's in my apartment? condo here. Nice. Sick. So I've been that's kind of the strength side of stuff. Uh been doing a lot of running. But the hitting side, I actually had a great conversation today with Coach Maley, our hitting coach, and uh just digging into the numbers from last year, last two years kind of left-handed numbers, what I handle well, what I struggle with, kind of how the season went last year. I was really good for the first two months, really horrible in the middle for a couple of months, and then really good for the last month and a half. So just some cues to take into the season and like talk about. So it's like, hey man, if I stink, remind me of this. Like remind me to do this. And like let's not do that whole thing where you're searching. Like let's just remind me that this is what got me out of it. And like if I'm in these positions, I'm gonna be all right. That's the hardest thing as a hitter is like, why do we go cold? Why do we, why can't we just snap out of it? Why do I feel the same, but it looks way different? Or why do I look way different, but I feel the same and shit like that? Like, it's such a stupid ass thing that everybody for the most part goes through at least once or twice a year. Yeah. And I spent, you know, I spent two months trying to like search and find like what was going on left-handed and then like once it clicked it was just like unstoppable again but it's like you know you have to find a way to be in that state for you know 
five or six months and do it and not be able not sacrifice 200 of ads in the middle of the year. Like I still walked at a high rate and I was still right. productive, but like, which kept my season alive, but like those two months. What, like, what's the fine line in your shoes where like, if you feel like shit and you're noticing that you're feeling like shit of like not changing something, knowing that it's going to click or when do you abort and be like, I have to change. I have to make an adjustment somewhere say, outside yeah. of like a mental adjustment. Like when do, what, what's the time for you to be like, all right, this is, I, I need to do something different or I'm going to drive myself nuts. Yeah. I think it's kind of a feeling like if I, if I feel like I'm just missing pitches or like I'm hitting the ball hard and it's going at people. It's like, all right, stay the course. You're doing the right things. Once I start seeing the ball well, and like rolling over like for me for me when i'm going bad lefty i'm hitting the ball in the air the other way not hard enough to get hits and then when i pull the ball it's like a top spin hook mm -hmm. gross yeah and so like there's no hits there just zero and there's, hey, there's hits there's hits in top spin there's hits in top spin. yeah but not when it's foul not when like right. your best yeah, bolt's no. 110 no, no. Foul. Foul, yeah there's there's no hits in foul balls no no and so it's like my swing gets on this plane where it's like if i catch it back here it's a fly ball not hard enough and if i clip it out front it's a snap hook foul yeah. by two feet and i'm really pissed so i know once i get into that spot it's like all right something is working very poorly here we have to fix this and it's not necessarily that i'm getting my ticket punch left and right it's just that like i'm not putting the ball in play competitively so when I'm good, I'm hitting the ball to the pull side backspin, and then it's kind of a lower left center the other way. Yes, Tom. Is that something you talk about with the foul ball specifically? You talk about with Rizzo because getting a chance to watch him a lot the last couple of years. He's a guy that, I mean, I'm sure you've seen it, but a lot of those foul ball home runs, especially in a place like Yankee Stadium where he's, he's it feels like when he's going good, he's hitting a lot of those. So he's interesting. You know, we've talked hitting a ton. I try to talk mental approach with him because he's so good at it. And I try to stay away from talking mechanical hitting with him. Like we understand each other pretty well because we played together for so long, but like, we're so different because he's six, three, his hip, the way his hips work is very linear. Mine's very vertical and he's left-handed thrower. So he's left-handed dominant. So he's really focuses on his top hand and keeping it close to his chest and like how that has to work. And like for me, being right-handed dominant, like I think about my bottom hand, I have to think about different things. So I know just talking to him when he's going bad, like some of the stuff that he's feeling or working on, and he knows the same for me, but they're very opposite things. So like we talk, we talk a ton of approach, but not as much mechanics. He also doesn't love to talk about mechanics, but then we, Males and I had a really good talk about righty when you're just looking at the year, because like for me, from the beginning, I did some stuff during spring training last year and tried some stuff. I was like trying to get the ball in the air more. And then from the beginning of the season until middle of May, May 10th, I was horrible, like atrocious. Could not get a hit. Couldn't buy a hit. It was punching out 30% of the time. It's like so, so bad. And then I was like, May 10th, I was like, fuck it. I'm just going to hit like I hit last year, like take some chances not be afraid to hit the ball hard on the ground to the pool side. Like there's hits there. We're just going to go back to what was working. And I fucking raked. And I dominated. How, so when you're talking about hitting like pull side ground balls, how do you think that without like smothering or like cutting balls and becoming steep down? 
Yeah, it's not like opposed to like opposed to like turning it and just like catching it deep on your downswing opposed to like the other way where you're turning it and catching it on your upswing a little too far out in front. It's not for me. It's not trying to hit a pull side ground ball. It's that if I hit the ball pull side. Yeah. And it goes on the ground. That's okay. Yeah. Right. Like, like it's a feeling of like, if I, if I try to, if I get far enough out in front that I'm going to pull this ball and it ends up going on the ground hard, like that's okay. Cause like when I'm trying to work in the air, it's a lot more like center field, right center. Yeah. In right. Keeping that direction. Yeah. And for me, the way that my swing works right-handed, like there's a lot of balls that aren't hit hard enough to go over people's heads that are 99 to the track. Like I just don't have a ton of like oppo juice. And so changing that approach a little bit and being like, all right, don't be afraid to pull this ball, get a pitch you can handle to the pull side. And then like, if the ball is away and this guy's going to like work the outside corner, like don't be afraid just to take your single that way, hit a ground ball through the four hole, like little things like that. Yeah, They're just more mental keys. And like, there's some physical stuff in there, but trying to be more okay with the way that I hit in 22 that didn't produce, a ton of slug but also produced like hit 300 so why yeah so why i don't mean to interrupt you but like i know you said you wanted to slug more but like why would you not stay with what you did in 22 and then and then just kind of like believe or like all right the slug will come yeah and i mean again it it was just maybe maybe taking a chance or like hey everybody obviously you're always trying to improve like hey if i do this with x slug okay i'm gonna be in a position that's going to be really good for me. Yeah. And it was like, how do you find that slug? So I only right. had in, in 2022, I had 140 plate appearances right-handed. I had an 800 OPS and a 313, but I only had two homers. Yeah. Nine doubles, one triple, two homers. So I was like, all right, how do I get the ball in the air to the pull side more? Cause that really plays at Wrigley. Uh, and I had super high BABIP in 22 and yeah, some, yeah, yeah. some really, some really good luck, but it was kind of like we worked in spring training on like if I can hold my posture a little bit better and if I can, because I would hit flips and tee and shit. And I would just launch balls. Like, Do you like, feel like on your right side, you get steep down, almost steep. like cutty? Yeah, yeah. Like down, right? Down. down. It, it's yeah. so funny because I would watch and like you said, like your bad bit was really high and I'm like, man, like his left. And I understand like your lefty swing, like you don't even think remotely same. And I'm like, Dude, his lefty like turn is so much like I don't want to say more efficient, but like yeah, it's so much cleaner. Allows you to go literally line to line and like catch it from the catcher's glove or out in front of the plate. And then like when I see you hit righty, I'm like, man, like I see a lot in myself sometimes. Like with yours, like it has to be in a really good spot for you to to hit it, not hit it, but like do damage. Yeah, with it. yeah and I kind of realized in 22, it's actually the end of 21. I realized like. I don't get enough at bats righty and like yeah, I, I have mean, to do I have to do what works even if it's not like building the perfect swing. Yeah. Like I have to do what works and I know I can get away with essentially mm-hmm. like at the big league level. And a lot of that's about approach and taking chances. And so, you know, I then we went to spring and I was like, you know what, I I know that this is in there. And, you know, it is like you have an at bat every couple of days, you have 10 at bats in a week or three at bats in a week. Sometimes like it comes and goes. And so I was just missing balls. I was punching out an absurd rate and like not making good decisions. And so it was like, all right, I'm going to go back to what I do and have done well. And so like May 10th to the rest of the year, I had like a 780, I had like a 780 uh, OPS. And that was with 
know, I hit, I hit 10 doubles, six homers and a triple this year from the right side. So it was like way better production. And most of that was in that, that window after May 10th. And it was like really good until like, uh, mid, like mid August, things kind of got a little sideways and I stopped walking, but like from May 10th until August 5th, I hit 280 with the 402 on base and a 520 slug for a 922. Please. And I was like raking 15% walk rate, sub 20 punch. Yeah. Like it got a little gross towards the end of the year again. You know, still has some production, but just wasn't walking at all. And so a little bit of bad luck in there, but wasn't walking at all. So it's like, trying to put that all together and go like, all right, what did I not handle? So we had a really good conversation about what did I not handle? Well, what was the stuff that was getting me in bad spots, like chasing in off some of that stuff and like, all right, how do we fix that? And so just really good productive conversations about like the plan going into spring training. That's good stuff right there. That's a good chop for the people out there. DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL playoffs is bringing you an offer that'll help make your playoffs electrifying. New customers can bet five bucks on any game and get 200 instantly in bonus bets. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code COMPOUND. New customers can bet just five bucks to get 200 instantly in bonus bets. Only on the DraftKings Sportsbook with code COMPOUND. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas, 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash football for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. All right, let's get you guys right back in to some chop here on the compound. Dakota, I'm going to give you your red meat here, okay? My what? We're going to talk about college football championship game. I know that you're sad about the result. Do you want to? Oh, can't really see it, but it's a Michigan State shirt. Would you like to talk about it? Do you want to say any bad things about Michigan? Are you sad? I don't know what you're talking about. Were you yelling at the, were you yelling at the TV? No. During the asterisk bowl last night? No. I, I did asterisk not. bowl. I didn't really care, to be honest, because you, you cheat, you're going to probably win, so. It's kind of how it works. They worked out for them. Don't care. They're still all losers. Not really. Losers might have been the wrong word because clearly they're not losers. They're they're losers. Saying, yeah. Before I can get yelled at on Twitter for that. Okay. Can, um, I, ask you, can I ask you another question? Oh, let's sure. Move on. Let's move past I, this. I, the only thing I'll say, I legitimately wasn't mad. I was 1,000% rooting for Washington. I will never, ever. I'll stand on a soapbox for this until I die. I'll never understand the people that say, oh, but it's a Big Ten team. We want them. I'm like, I don't care if it brings in money to the program or the conference. Like, why would I root for my rival to win a national championship? No chance. I was hoping they lost by 60. Technically, they're both Big Ten teams now. True. Good call, Tom. It was actually funny. There was like a Pac-12 commercial. I was like, RIP. Yeah. Tom or Dakota. Yeah, that's my name. If 
you were an NFL team who had recently fired their head coach, would you want Jim Harbaugh to coach your team? Yes. He's a good football coach. I'm not see, and I was texting in my group chat with my buddies from Michigan state that we all played baseball there. And we all, we all said it. We're like, they're a good football team. There's really no getting around it. Like there's nothing more I can say about it. Like they are a very good football team. Their defense is incredible. Uh, they run the ball so well and Harbaugh is a great coach. Like if I was any NFL team with an opening right now, he would be one of my first three phone calls after I start with Ben Johnson, offense coordinator of the Lions. What about speaking of coaches? What about Vrabel? Yeah, that was nuts. We can't go to we can't go this. Sorry, yeah, 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 yeah. It's like yeah. Ian. Ian doesn't even know. Yeah. what team Vrabel coached? Sorry, uh, but the Tennessee yes, Titans. The Titans. <laughs> he searched his name. <laughs> uh, but to answer your question, yes, I would. I would like. I mean, I like good coaches, and he's a good coach. Is he a cheater? Yeah. Is that a positive? Some teams, maybe. Not my university. We would never. I I find no. it uh, no, I find no. it just, well, just different things. Well, I, find, I find it amazing <laughs> that NFL scouts can figure out who's going to be good in the NFL from college. It is such a different game. It is crazy. Did you watch last night, Ian? I agree with yep. you most because of I fine. would say I said it last night in two of my group texts. I said watching this game, and he didn't even look that good. I said Michael Penix should be the first quarterback taken. This guy throws missiles off his missiles, back Missiles, bro. It is such a pretty – he looks like Michael Vick throwing the football. Like, it is a pretty football. But that defense shut him down so fast. Yeah, I mean, yes. Also, like, he, that's but, what I mean. Yeah. But I'm just saying, like – Like, how do you on- – How if you're an NFL scout, how do you watch these quarterbacks and see them face a good defense and get absolutely shut down and be like – well, in our scheme, this might like what do you evaluate? Be, like be, for I college think, hitters, like it's like, yeah, this guy goes to the Cape and rakes, and like we like his mechanics, like we think he's gonna be a player. I see your point, but in the NFL, you will then have an NFL offensive line. So like you look at the mechanics, the not throws the, he makes. Not the Jets one. Yeah, I mean, look at but I'm look saying at like the, look at the Jets no- and the Bears and some of these hey, guys hey, who hey, have hey, to hey, run around like. On. No, and I, I agree. Like, that's something to look at. But how do you watch J.J. McCarthy last night and say this guy's a first-rounder? People are projecting him a first-rounder. Like, he looked horrible. Their run game won them the game. I thought he looked terrible. I was that's like, this guy. I don't know why they passed the ball at all. Like, I, they, they should have done what they did against Penn State, which was the second re- half. They threw zero passes. And that's the other thing I don't get, Zach, is McCarthy's projected, like, 15th in the NFL draft. I'm like, they're a better team when he didn't pass the football. Like, how are you Literally. telling me this guy's going to be good in the NFL? Uh, it's me, and brother. that's not my bias. That is me. Like, no, yeah, that, that was like the talk on Twitter too. Like people were like, I don't know if I see it with him. I do agree. Ian, it's tough to judge like for Penix too. Like he has three NFL receivers, like Polk McMillan and Roma Dunes. They are all going to play in the NFL. Need, um, need the jets to grab Dunes. Yeah, and that like, but then like you watch like Jaden Daniels at LSU, like that you could be like, how'd this guy lose three games? Like he yeah. won the Heisman, but like why did he lose three games then? Caleb Williams, like he's supposed to go one one, but it's like Caleb hey, Williams is, like supposed to be this generational dude, but like, but he's so he's somebody who what like what their experts are saying that I'm clearly not one of them, but like he was not in a system at all. It was just like, hey man, do what you got to do to get to. Throw the ball. Yeah. Like, I, you run around for seven seconds. I don't give a fuck and do something sick. 
but like then, when you have to when you have a, a five step drop and it's like, hey man, you need to read what the linebacker's doing, they have to check the other safety, like go get them. And I'm not which, saying you can't do that, but I'm sure it you makes can. it makes no sense either, Zach, to that point, because um Lincoln Riley is the head coach of USC and like he knows what it takes. Right. But did like, does, does he did he just completely abandon that and be like, hey man, like I'm gonna try to win football games opposed to develop you? Yeah. But Ian, I agree. Like, it, it, I feel like baseball. I mean, this is like you Especially said. Especially now, we're not like experts the, at all. I feel like baseball might be the easiest to be like. All right, like the bat speeds there, like the juice is like you know, like there's just especially now with test. metrics too. Like, hey I mean, man, yeah, this guy's yeah. throwing a twenty inch vert heater from, you know, whatever. But and with quarterback, it's like okay, he can make this throw. Like he can make the out route throw. He can make a post throw. But it's like, what about when he's under pressure? Like, can he make the right read? What if his first read's covered? Like, how does he get to the second guy? The third, like. There's so many things you have to look at. Like can uh, yeah, run? In, in in baseball, you know, you have the physical tools and you could measure bat speed and all this stuff and the pitchers and all that. Like the hardest thing you're trying to evaluate is like, is this guy a douche? And like, how's his, is mental does he have toughness. The, the mentality and like the mental toughness to get through what it takes to be a big leaguer? And like, that's what separates guys that are really good and they make it and guys that are really good and have success. And it's like, okay. We know the variable in baseball. I guess I'm more in it than not in it. But so, but like in football, like you look at the guys that had these college careers, like Troy Smith and like Jameis Winston and some of these dudes. And like, look guys at you are, pulling some names. I'm Troy McCoy. Smith. Troy wow. Smith was a pull. That was a pull I mean, from you. Those nice. guys were absolute, like, can't miss studs. What is yeah. that? Was that Jamarcus Russell? Was he the guy? Who was the guy from yeah. LSU? Yeah. It's yeah. like, how do you? Those guys were like can't miss studs. Like, well, I think it's even in the NFL. Like, I mean, you used to be like, the the top quarterbacks were so far and away good every week that they were going to put up huge numbers. The guys that I, I I've been thinking about this a lot. I don't know if it's that defense has gotten better and there's more scouting and whatnot, but like the top quarterbacks outside of Mahomes and who's had a down year for him this year, every quarterback you you could watch him one week and be like, this guy stinks. Like, oh yeah. Like yeah. what any good quarterbacks are Tua, Purdy, Hurts, like all those guys have weeks where they look terrible. Trevor Simeon. It was <laughs> it was funny this year. The Jets played the Chiefs and it was Zach Wilson outplayed them. So it was it was funny. It was one of like the first weeks where Taylor Swift was, you know, new and up and coming in the NFL world. Oh, I thought and, you were gonna say like Yeah, they were saying like superstar. imagine if you're watching football for the first time and you're like Holy fucks, this Zach Wilson guy is nasty. Mahomes is terrible. Like Mahomes should have had three three or four picks. Like he threw two or three, and it was way worse than what it looked like. And they were like, Man, imagine watching football for the first time. Like Taylor Swift is probably like, This Zach Wilson guy can play, man. Like, man. I, I yeah, it's just it's crazy. And is it because like Tom Brady and Peyton Manning and like some of the all-time great quarterbacks aren't there and Aaron Rodgers, like all three of those dudes that we've watched for the last 15 years yeah, I, aren't, aren't playing right now. So you just don't get to see that like super, super, and like Lamar Jackson's a different kind of superstar yeah. than what these guys are like, maybe it. So it, tell you what, good thing that I'm not scouting any QBs out there. Ian, I'd like you to, declare because there's there's two teams that fall into your list of three teams that made the playoffs and i'd like you to declare whether you are a browns or steelers fan for this play, postseason run 
And this Browns. isn't Dakota asking. This is a, a fan question. This is a fan question. Yep, I just got it on Twitter. Yeah, no, Browns, Browns fan. Brown. Ah, uh, good call. They're the better of the two teams. You're a fucking sick though. I actually was. I actually was never a Steelers fan. I was never a Steelers. But fan. aren't you from? I was. A, I was. A, I grew up there, but my dad was from Cleveland. My brother was oh. born in Cleveland, so yeah. I was a Cleveland sports fan growing up. So I always would actually root against the Steelers growing up. I don't care anymore, but I would root against the Steelers growing. Up. That's fair. I'll give you that. And the Browns were the Browns Brownies. were always like really bad. So Scott's going to be them. so excited if he listens to this and hears that part. He's going to oh, be texting man. you and be like, "Are you watching this? Do you see this?" Yeah, I mean, Scott, <laughs> Scott and I have started a fans club on uh, on Facebook for the the Browns, so it'll be great. <laughs> what's their uh, What's the nickname of their Dog Pound? Yeah, boy. If you didn't, know I was that, quick. I know if he football. didn't know that he was going to tell. I Tom know it. football. <laughs> we should get to the screen time for the people, but it's a big week. Compound Live coming up. We're excited there for another year. Moves. Excited for another year of doing this podcast. Thank you to everyone for listening last year. It was incredible, the support. And I would say we haven't asked this many times in the last year or so, or two years. Like, subscribe, unsubscribe, resubscribe. Follow the follow the YouTube. Tom, say other things that they should do. Uh, they should rate us on iTunes or wherever you get, or what Apple or whatever you get your podcasts. Uh, or Spotify. Or Spotify. Follow us on all social media platforms. We're going on Instagram, TikTok, X, Twitter, whatever they're calling it nowadays. You know what also helps? Like like the YouTube video. Like and comment on the YouTube video. That helps yeah. you out. That's good for us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All those things. All those things. And you know what? If you're a huge Compound fan, listen to the Compound on, on when the day it comes out. And then just put the YouTube on in the background. You don't even have to watch it. Put it on and mute it and just watch let it play all the way through. Then go ahead and use our go ahead and use our promo codes to check out the sites too whenever we give you a promo code. Yeah, yeah why not? Yeah. If you want to buy something, sure. If you don't, if you don't just check it out. Just check the site. Just check the site. Zach, anything? Anything for you? You want to sell them on anything? I mean, you guys you nailed it all. What am I gonna oh, do? 30 second timeout. I gotta say a quick story before we do slum. It's gotta be before. My grandma, Zach, listens to almost every episode, except the ones I'm not on, because obviously she's my grandma. And she told me at the Christmas party, she goes, I like listening to you. You need to tell them to let you talk more. I go, Grandma, that's not how it works. And then she goes, why do I get to the we get three quarters through the episode before I hear an F-bomb, and then Zach always drops an F-bomb. I go, don't worry. His mom yells at him about it, too. Oh. <laughs> it's literally what she said. She said, they need to let me talk, and you need to stop saying the F-word. <laughs> I don't think I've, I... Yeah. What a, sorry. Sorry, Graham. <laughs> Breaking it was news. just hilarious because I was like, I have to bring that up. Breaking news. The Cubs signed a free agent. Shota Imanaga. Imanaga. Oh, wow. The pitcher they were linked to? The left-handed pitcher. Bob Nightingale's this from Nightingale. Oh, so tentative, tentative deal. TBD. Will, will undergo one. a physical. No, John Heyman. John Heyman tweeted it too. Do we have numbers? Uh, no, he just said Shota Imanaga has a deal with the Cubs at Bob Nightingale first. Oh boy. See what it is, but that's the Cubbies. Oh boy. It is kind of. Ad. Oh boy. It's, it's kind of funny seeing tweets like Jed's alive. <laughs> the best. Is when they go under Bob Nightingale's Twitter. Oh, and it's like, so if he, mean. If, if he says something, they'll just be like, so if he says this guy signed with the Cubs, he'll be like, ooh, this guy's going to the Brewers. 
I'm surprised like he battles through all this, man. He hasn't wavered at all. He's just like, yeah, fuck, I'm gonna keep shooting. Uh, I see no numbers or anything, Ian. I just see he did sign left handed no pitcher. I have his numbers last year in Japan. Uh, seven and five mark, two six six ERA in twenty four games, hundred and fifty nine innings. I think we're talking more about a uh, contract, right? Yeah. Well, we, I don't think that's available yet. One hundred eighty eight. Oh. Uh, strikeouts, 24 walks. Last 2.66 last year, year before 2.04, year before that 2.83, year before that 2.32. And then he's been, he's been pretty good. It's a good player. Let's go. Cubbies. Making a push. Let's go ahead and announce Belly by the end of the night, too. Come on. Cubbies are making maybe, moves. Cubbies are making maybe, moves. Maybe you get Saya. And your new teammate, I already forgot Shota. his name. Shota. 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 Maybe you get a Mothon. I don't know. Maybe Toy translates for you. That could be good. Throwing it out there. No? Okay. Okay. Sloan oh. is the world's leading manufacturer of commercial plumbing systems. They're at the forefront of the green building movement. Uh, and provide smart, sustainable, and hygienic restroom solutions by manufacturing water-efficient products, including flush meters, faucets, sink systems, soap dispensers, and fixtures for commercial, industrial, and institutional markets worldwide. To learn more, visit Sloan.com. Dakota, did you have Sloan flushers on your cruise, or did you have to hold it for a couple of weeks? I didn't pee for the last seven days, eight days. It's tough. Good for you. Wow. Well, I went in the ocean. I would just go in the ocean and then just pee my pants. That doesn't that doesn't count as cheating on Sloan. Well, that's a response. I hope you heard, hope you heard that one, Grams. Well, <laughs> Dakota well, do. told us about his grandmother, and then this is the first story he follows up with. Yeah, I mean, yeah, that's, I some, that's some respect. My grandma, we asked my grandma, we had a wedding uh the night before we left for our cruise. My grandma was there. We asked her if she'd go on like a family cruise next year. No, no, I wouldn't. Have you heard of Poseidon? I go, it's, a, it's like a mythical creature, Grandma. She goes, I'm not playing. I'm not testing it. I'm not going to see if Poseidon's out there. Effing she's hysterical, Grandma. And she's dead serious. She's dead. She won't do it because of Poseidon. Poseidon, man. I haven't heard that guy in a while. When are you still kicking? <laughs> what, me, what he's doing nowadays? Give me your screen times. 431. What did I say? 325. Mine was 325 in my top app used. A little homework. No big deal. That's right. Gets better in himself. Oh, yeah. Had a little Three. abnormal psychology homework. Three hour, one minute for me. That's you're an hour, you're an hour behind. It's all good. Yep. 319 for me. Oh, Tom, I'm giving Tom the win. I'm giving Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Win. I'm so happy. No, Tom's got the win on that. You're an hour no, behind. No, no, no. I needed to redeem myself after my snafu last week. What was it oh, last week? One I minute. mean, I listened, but just remind me. It was messed up, and I only had one minute. Convenient. Funny how that works, huh, Zach? You know, you won, Dakota. You don't even know. You won. You had the lowest score. Well, yeah, I was on a cruise. I better have won. I didn't even. I didn't have connection. I never. Well, you were, yeah, it. but you were Snapchatting. Uh, yeah, I could still get, get done what needed to be done. That's episode one ninety of the Compound Podcast. Maybe a new See sponsor next week. week. Maybe, Maybe a new sponsor next week. See you next week.